Coming up on podcast 1648, could we be about to see a brand new Tesla Model Y with their own 4680 cells? Coming out, stick around, I'll tell you more. Also on the show today, the list of shame topped by Toyota in the clean car rankings. How Amazon will deliver your Christmas presents this year with electric vans. And why Ford dealers are not entirely on board with their EV plans. Those stories and a lot more to bring you today. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Wherever you're listening around the world, it's EV News Daily for Tuesday, 8th of November. My name is Martin Lee, and I go through every EV story so you don't have to. Hey, the podcast this month is sponsored by And Charge, the new app in the UK. It's out in Europe already, and, and it's very popular in Europe. But it's just come to this country, and you can now download it from the App Store uh, for your Apple and Android phones. And they partner with Charging Networks to help update everybody and community, particularly about the charging stations you're turning up to. And because they partner with Charging Networks, it means that the information you send, the feedback you give, maybe even if you find one that's broken or not working, is seen by the people that need to see it. You're not just shouting into the silence. Uh, you get paid in rewards as well. You can earn rewards for the challenges that you do, the questions you answer when you turn up to an Ionity charging station. And they can be, if you accumulate enough, exchanged for real things like Amazon vouchers or money to spend at Octopus Electric Universe. Uh, download the And Charge app now. So we'll start with that headline story, that rumour that there's a new Tesla Model Y coming. It's been called the Model Y Standard Range and powered by Tesla's very own 4680 cells. An entry-level Model Y, if you like, for the 2023 model year. A standard range, if you like, but with all-wheel drive configuration. This would be made in Texas, in case you're wondering. And the speculation is all based on a new approval that's been uncovered in documents and a, a, a an approval by the Environmental Protection Agency. Now, the EPA uh, say that there is uh, three 2023 Model Ys approved. That would be the long range, which, of course, is all-wheel drive, the performance, of course, all-wheel drive, and a new Model Y all-wheel drive. Well, Inside EVs says, we first discovered the new model in the database, and it turned out later it was a new version equipped with Tesla's own 4680-type batteries. It was rated earlier this year at 279 miles, 449 kilometers and it only ended up in the hands of tesla employees it was never made available on the online design studio tesla might rather keep the existing two versions of the vehicle made in california and at some point next year at some point now they got approval it might not be january the first introduce this new Model Y that until now has been sold to the, the staff, like I say there. Obviously short of the 4680s, they would love to be making many more than they are of that. I don't know if it's fair to call it a standard range because, you know, 280 miles versus, what, 330? You know, that's a, I suppose a 41-mile difference, I guess, which is maybe a 13 to 15 kilowatt hour difference in battery size. Yeah, that's reasonable enough. There's so little to go on here it is trying to piece things together it just could be that tesla just want that flexibility that if they ever make enough 4680 cells they can roll this out at some point next year or maybe it will be arriving straight away of course the great challenge that tesla has is not to osborne their own products and that is to say that many tesla buyers want the latest greatest thing because they're fans of the brand i've seen so many model threes on sale recently in the uk now that we get the model y 
So many Model 3 owners love their Model 3s. They just want the new, latest, greatest thing. They want to try a Model Y for a year or two or more. And so there's been a glut of Model 3s coming on the market, which has driven the price down because I've been watching them. You can now pick up a really good Model 3 for less than £40,000. You can get a refresh uh, with the with the black trim, with the you know new interior, with the iPhone, you know the phone chargers and stuff, uh, the LFP cells, the heat pump, the re- what I mean by refresh, a really decent one of those for less than forty thousand pounds. And so people often want the latest greatest thing. And if Tesla put that online and make it available, they wouldn't sell many of their other versions because people, hey, I want the Tesla cells, not the ones made by another company so we'll wait and see and watch that one closely now staying with the company tesla earns eight times more profit per vehicle than toyota according to nikkei asia eight times as much profit per vehicle in the july to september quarter despite being outsold by toyota seven to one a much bigger company tesla making um in the quarterly net profit uh putting tesla ahead in quarterly net net profit uh, for the first time since going public and beating Toyota for the first time in there um, because of some you know one-off charges and Toyota left Russia and uh, there's been energy issues and things like that but that can't disguise you can make excuses for you for Toyota but Tesla has become this successful by going all in on EVs which you can't say for Toyota and although no more profit than uh, Mercedes-Benz, for instance, they still out-earned BMW. Uh, and Tesla's success, according to Nikkei Asia, they say, comes from the profitability of their cars. Whilst Toyota sold 2.6 million vehicles in the quarter to Tesla's 340,000-odd, its net profit per vehicle was an eighth of Tesla's. Interesting, isn't it? How, you know, for good or bad, Uh, They have uh, lit a rocket under so many people and even the entire automotive industry. Like I say, there's a certain reductionism in Tesla's way of going about their business, which, uh, you know, Elon Musk says the best part is no part. But of course, but sometimes, you know, you want a button or two and other people don't. So still, it's their way of doing it. It's working very well. Let's go down under to Australia. And the list of shame, which although is topped by Polestar and Tesla, it's because the list should be, you know, the other way around. The list of shame in terms of car makers, um, from the cleanest to the dirtiest. So I should say Toyota came bottom, rather. It reveals how much Australia's government needs to push to tighten up standards and lower the cost of EVs in Australia. Polestar and Tesla were the cleanest vehicle manufacturers in Australia because they sold only battery electric vehicles. At the bottom is Toyota and Isuzu. Uh, Toyota having a goal of 33% of their available vehicles for sale electric, I think, by the end of the decade. Any new standards need to be specific about what they are for, uh, they say, and for which vehicles because not all EVs are the same. You know, an EV can be a plug-in hybrid. An EV can be a full BEV. Some people call hybrids electric vehicles. So uh, the Climate Council of Australia advocating for what you call pure EVs or BEVs, battery electric vehicles. 
moving on. And a thousand Rivian electric vans are now out delivering Amazon parcels across the US from the dozen cities that they started with to over 100 today. And they're now adding more as well. Rivian built vans have delivered more than 5 million Amazon packages with clean, green electric power. They're now adding Austin, Boston, Denver, Houston, Indianapolis, Las Vegas, Madison, Newark, New York, Oakland, Pittsburgh, uh, Portland, Salt Lake City, more as well. And looking at the news here, there's now more than a thousand of the delivery vans on the road. Uh, But the hope is multiple thousands by the end of the year. So Rivian really have to step up and deliver those vehicles. But of course, they're also trying to scale the retail cars, the customer cars, the R1Ts, the R1Ss at the same time as supplying those Amazon vans, which Amazon have been such a big investor, uh, they will need to keep Amazon happy. Now, let's talk about this really, really interesting issue about how, how you and I buy our cars in the future. And the dealer model is something that Ford are thinking very much about. Ford want their dealers. They've got such a footprint across America that you are never far away from a Ford dealership. But they want their dealers to up their game, to retrain their staff, to be on board, to have chargers. And if you do all of those things, Ford will reward them with unlimited supply of electric vehicles. And and that's important because Ford customers are asking for electric vehicles. Now, Ford joined the annual dealer conference in Vegas recently to explain their vision and gave the Ford dealerships, initially till the end of October, but I believe that's now gone uh, to the end of November. There's been some pushback, though, since September, um, and they now want not any more time to think about it because it's a big investment, but also Automotive News reporting that dealers are firming up their resistance. Becoming certified or certified elite involves improvements like training, delivery, pickup, loaner vehicles, which are all EVs. Um, The certified stores, just a reminder, need to pay about half a million dollars to add DC fast chargers. And the certified elite stores have to pay about $1.2 million to put in multiple DC fast chargers of at least 120 kilowatts. And they'll be part of the Blue Oval Network. Because there are so many Ford dealerships, and because if a decent number of these actually put the chargers into their lots, and you know they're effectively creating a new Tesla supercharging network. Now, the chargers will be open. They won't just be to Ford, but it'll still be called the Ford Blue Oval Network. Dealers have issues with the insistence that Ford have on no-haggle pricing. Some of the dealers want to be able to set pricing, and Ford are saying, no, you can advertise your Ford, for new or used EVs on a national website, on a national database, but that's the price you may list, and that's the price that you are agreeing to sell it in writing so that a customer anywhere in America can go online, see all the vehicles for sale, and if it needs to be shipped across the country, then then fair play, it will be, but find the best deal and agree on that on the internet and sign it, and that's the price you'll pay. A Ford dealer told Automotive News that... Um, Ford is indicating that the dealers would lose two percentage points of guaranteed margin over the first two years. Um, And Ford CEO Jim Farley stressing that margins will decline and that Ford dealers should sell customers subscription services to compensate. 
really interesting how we'll be buying our cars in the future. And it's not clearly all worked out yet. So many answers to still be discovered. Right, coming up on the podcast soon, an Airbnb-style approach to sharing our charges on the side of our wall and what one drone flyover at Giga Berlin has spotted. Stick around, those stories are on the way. Let's talk a little bit about you and I buying used cars because I'm going to be selling the mighty, mighty MG very soon, before Christmas. Is that a good time or not? I don't know. I'm not a car dealer. Is it a good time to sell now? Are people just thinking about Christmas or not? Anyway, in the next couple of weeks, um, it's having a sensor replaced by MG because a yellow light came on and it's, it's seven-year warranty. So it's all MG are brilliant. I Well, I've seen reports of... It not always being that way, but in my personal experience of MG, Hendy down here in Pool, absolutely brilliant. It's been back for warranty stuff before when a door seal let some water in and it's gone back now because the, the you know the yellow light came on, which said sensor, and they're they're waiting for the part now from the mothership. But once that's done, in a couple of weeks' time, I'll be selling the mighty, mighty MG. So I'm paying more and more attention to used car prices. Well, in America, wholesale price of used cars has fallen off a cliff, the wholesale price. But the retail prices that you'll be paying for, for a used EV, are not coming down. They declined 2% from September into October and 10% over the year. According to the Mannheim Used Vehicle Index, published Yesterday, on Monday, wholesale luxury car prices down 13% on a wholesale base, by the way, and uh, SUVs 12.3%. Those prices, though, are not being reflected on the used cars that you're buying. Now, why is that? Well, an economist um, called Dean Baker uh, says the difference can often be because of margins and lag as well, that if a dealer paid, let's just say $5,000 for a car wholesale from the auction, or they got the vehicle for that. And actually, because of inflation, because of just the pricing, it's worth, they could sell it for $4,500 and make a loss um, in maybe back into the wholesale market, or maybe even try and recoup that on the retail market, uh, that there is a lag whilst dealers reprice and they might think, oh, I'm going to you know, take a hit on that car that I bought and lose some money on that or not make as much money as I thought I was going to. So maybe there is a lag that hasn't come through, but wholesale prices are coming down, according to Mannheim. Not seeing that on the prices that, uh, that you and I are paying. This is a US piece of research, but I guess I'm still very interested in it anyway because I'm trying to work out what on earth do we price the mighty, mighty MG for. Um, and I'm spending a lot of time trying to work that out at the minute. And I think the answer will be um, for not much less than I bought it for, because everybody seems to want more affordable EVs at the moment. Anything under 30 grand is selling, I think, pretty quickly. Um, anyway, that's just what I've, I've observed. I might be right. I might be might be wrong on that. Now, what about an Airbnb style to electric vehicle charging? Sharing, a company that enables people with parking spaces or even a garage with an EV charger, to rent it out to others for a fee, says it already has 600 people on their books. They're called Charge Hounds, and they're trying to basically bring the Airbnb sharing style of when you're not using something, renting it out to EV charging. Now, this has been done already in the UK. Other examples I've heard about it from around the world. Um, Who's doing it? Is it called Just Park? 
I think it's just park. Um, maybe I've got completely the wrong one, but there's definitely an app that I use to park somewhere. Um, and I've seen them advertising now whenever I've opened the up, up the app just to pay for my parking um, to say, hey, by the way, uh, do you want to rent out your EV charger? I think it was just park. I'll I'll confirm that. Maybe it was one of their uh, one of their rivals. But uh, you know, either way, it's now making its way to Australia, where the general manager Simon Griffin said that their own research shows that eighty percent of people with EVs have a charging point in their own residence, but it's not being used. So they're piggybacking off another one of their own businesses called Parkhound, where they do rent out parking space a bit like the just park app that i have um you can rent someone's driveway if i have to drive up to london for instance i can park my car in someone's driveway and it's less money than one of the public car parks now um, i love a good drone flyover video of a factory there's plenty of them for tesla there's a 40 minute one which i watched a fair chunk of today nice music soundtrack on this by the way i need to probably get out a little more and it's a flyover of giga berlin where i could see lots of the rear mega casts of Model Ys. What are they doing? I mean, there was a lot of them as well, kind of stacked up outside. And it makes you wonder, well, uh, they must be ready to go. So what are they just cronking out a ton of them before they shut down for maintenance on those mega cast machines? Can they not build the rest of the car? Why are they all stacking up? Is it because there's issues or are they simply that good at making that part then they just run off a ton of them while the machines are operational and then they kind of catch up with themselves and you know make the front of the car or something but anyway these are the rear mega cast and there's loads of them all lined up i i obviously haven't counted it looks thousands but again you know giga berlin can get through a couple of thousand vehicles a week so then maybe that's not a huge amount of stock would i like one absolutely i'd love to um, I, I would love to have any Tesla on my driveway, but I'd definitely like to have something that is you know, made in Berlin, made in Europe, made with the latest, greatest technology. Now, Renault and a Chinese company, Dongfeng, are launching a luxury EV brand. It's China only, and it's called Beyondka. Uh, no D, Beyond, Beyondka. A bit like Beyonce, but take off the E and the accent above E of Beyonce and put the letter A. So Beyondka. Hmm. Bianca, we sound like Bianca in EastEnders. Bianca, Bianca is a new electric car startup from China. Bianca was founded by Renault and Dong Feng. Uh, it stands for Beyond the Car. Of course, it does. Maybe the name works in China where they haven't got. EastEnders to watch. Um, the company has its sights set on the luxury market. Uh, their first concept is going to be the Bianca GT Opus 1. It's going to be on sale in 2024. 130 kilowatt hour battery, 800 volt architecture, doing all the right things. Sell to pack technology. Sell to chassis technology uh, for best efficiency. And 350 kilowatt DC fast charging. Bish bash bosh. Sounds good. Maybe I won't be the first in line to be buying a Bianca car, though. Now, uh, selling dreams is the business of Lamborghini, but what about when it goes electric? Well, they will, actually. The end of an era, they say. The um, far, the final 12-cylinder Aventador uh, is now on sale. Now, Lamborghini will make a plug-in hybrid, and in 2028, a full electric supercar, which is a complete U-turn for the company that said they never would. And... The UK has passed 35,000 public chargers and the UK has passed 1 million plug-in vehicles on the road, according to Next Green Car. Uh, new figures out today uh, show that with October's numbers added, there's now over a million 
uh, plug-in vehicles on the roads of the UK. About 600,000 pure battery electric vehicles and about 430,000 hybrids. Fleets are facing a steep learning curve when it comes to electric vehicles, according to this article article on fleetowner.com website. They are very much used to planning their costs in pennies per mile or fractions of pennies per mile, and they'll do exactly the same thing when it comes to electric. The good news is they're experts at this, but they still need to learn, according to this article, a lot about fueling an electric vehicle. Developing the infrastructure and overcoming the challenges of the grid will be something uh, specifically for commercial transportation, how they can't rely on the existing public networks that people are using for their own cars to recharge trucks. A technical director of TMC, the uh, according to fleet owner website, uh, he said, we use 14 terawatt hours of energy a year to move class 8 trucks in the United States. Whatever form that energy is, whether it's refining the fuels, diesel, gasoline or pure electric, we'll still get through the same amount of energy, he said. Hmm, that's interesting, because electric trucks are more efficient, but maybe you need more electricity to move them. That's a really interesting stat. 14 terawatt-hours of energy, regardless of the fuel we put in them. Hmm, I'm going to do some more thinking about that to make sure that my tiny brain fully understands and has questioned and understands that uh, that phrase. Finally, Apple has invented a new thermal management system for electric vehicles. A new pattern um, shows that they're doing some deep thinking about thermal systems for EVs. A thermal control system for a heat exchanger configured to thermally condition the first intake airflow received at the first end of a cabin vehicle. A second heat exchanger configured to condition secondary intake and a flow control system uh, which causes the working fluid to circulate in opposite directions. Look, this is, this is some deep thinking they're doing about thermal management of electric vehicles. You can't tell me Apple aren't thinking about doing something with EVs, but what? Alas, we don't know. But how odd that they're getting to that stage, that level of detail. Anyway, question of the week will take a break for a while, but it will return, thanks to our premium partners, Phil Roberts of Electric Future, Brad Crosby, Porsche of the Village of Cincinnati, Audi of Cincinnati East, uh, Volvo Cars of Cincinnati East, National Car Charging on the US mainland and Aloha Charge in Hawaii, Derek Riley and the EV Review Island YouTube channel. Check it out. Subscribe. Richard at rsev.co.uk for buying and selling EVs in the UK. Octopus Electric Universe. Global public charging made simple. they got one map and one app. Check out millbrookcottages.co.uk. Five-star luxury cottages in Devon where you can charge your car while you enjoy the state. And our latest sponsor, Lease Plan Electric Moments, providing all the tools and guidance that EV drivers need. Have a good and see you tomorrow. And remember, there is no such thing as a self-charging hybrid.